0: Enjoy the show. If you ever heard the phrase painting the town red, well, never has an artist taken that so literally as Andrea Earhart. Andrea has been painting Springfield more beautiful one wall at a time by painting murals and particularly the kind that allow a passerby a photo opportunity for their Instagram page. And she hasn't just stopped at Springfield. Her murals can be found all around the world. But Andrea also loves to inspire other artists, so much so that she started her own academy. It was a real pleasure talking to Andrea today. Just a quick note, though, that Andrea is having some work done on her roof and about a third of the way in her builders decided to show up without any prior warning Um, but by then we were just in the flow and we really didn't want to spoil that so with the power of editing we did manage to remove the background noise but that did unfortunately also mean compromising the sound quality on Andrea's end so I hope you can forgive us for that but I'm sure you'll understand when you listen why we really didn't want to stop talking with Andrea. Anyway on to our chat, enjoy! (music) Well, first of all, thank you so much for joining us today. Really, really appreciate your time. Um, And we would love you to start by telling us where your journey into art began. Yeah, sure. So I
1: think like every artist, I think we're born with a little bit of the eye for art. And so at a young age, I was kind of pushed towards art from my, my parents and my school teachers and all of that. But I never really... Took it seriously, even in middle school, high school, and even into college. I, oh, let me adjust this mic real quick. The cat actually just jumped on here. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Anyway, okay. Yeah, even into middle school and high school, and in some into college, I just never really thought I could make a living at it, and so I just never put you know a lot of effort into the arts. It was just something I did for fun, and but yeah, so I went to college and started majoring in business. So I really like business and marketing and all the numbers stuff, which is just the completely opposite side of your brain. <laughs> I feel like I have a really good balance in there, but. Even after a couple years, I was like, man, like maybe I should give this art thing a go. And so I switched my major from business to painting and art education. So I wanted to be an art teacher and because I really thought that the only way to make money as an artist was to teach it and, you know, either in like a middle school, high school level or a college, I don't know. But I didn't know personally, or even online, I didn't really see any artists who were just making a living painting. And so I just never really thought that was a possibility. But fast forward, graduated college with a little bit of business, a little bit of art education, and a little bit of painting, like a a lot of the mix, and... I started an LLC, so with a little bit of business background, I knew that I needed to, you know, get my stuff straight um, online and uh, do all the paperwork and such, and so I started an LLC called Paint It Red, (laughs) because I'm a redhead, and so it just seemed to fit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I started painting logos for businesses around town because that's what people were asking for. I did a couple window paintings, and after about a year of just kind of getting, you know, a really slow start, I got a really lucky break and through networking a lot, met someone who connected me with Bass Pro Shops, which in the States is a really big Outdoor store. They have stores all over the United States and Canada, and they sell fishing and hunting equipment and just a very, very American <laughs> and just like a lot, a lot of animals on the on the walls, a lot of like nature scenes and landscapes. And so I got connected with them, and yeah, so they hired me to, or not really hired. I wasn't really working for them. I was more contracted, which is kind of a. Kind of a strange thing with taxes, but um, so they hired my business to go around and travel and paint lettering and logos and eventually really big murals all over the United States and Canada, and I feel so lucky and just... Just thinking back on that experience, it was just the perfect time for that because I didn't really didn't have like a family, like, well, I mean, I have my mom and dad and they're great, but I didn't have like any kids or anything like that holding me to Springfield, Missouri, where I am now and where I grew up. So I just volunteered to travel the majority of the year for a couple of years. I was like, yep, I'll go there. You need something painted, I'll go there. And I just traveled around and got so much experience also working alongside all of these very experienced artists that were much, much older than me. I mean, some in their 60s, 70s, and who had had a lifetime of painting and under their belt. And so I really just showed up and I thought I was a really great painter when I showed up on the job that day. On my first day, I was like, hi, I'm here. I just graduated college. I know so much. And then I looked around at all of these amazing murals and I was like, well, Okay. <laughs> it's time to go back to learning, so I put my learning hat back on and just got a bunch of tips from a lot of the people who I was working around for the next couple of years. Like any time I would get stuck on, you know, how to paint a tree or how to, you know, do something a little bit faster. I would just go knock on their little door right next to me and be like, Hey, can you show me how to paint this leaf a little bit better because I'm not really getting it. And so I, and I got to be around all of these amazing artists and just for them to show me what the standard is. And what I can, you know, live up to one day. And so just having a crash course of painting every day for 60 and 70 hours per week, we painted a lot. It was a really, it was a really tough job, but it was an amazing learning experience. And so... Fast forward to that, uh, after a couple years of that, they aren't building a whole lot of stores anymore, which is okay, which is just, you know, how construction is, feast and famine, and so now, lately, the past three or four years, I've gotten a chance to spread my marketing wings here locally. <laughs> and, you know, wings uh, are a thing that I started painting here in the Midwest, here in Springfield, Missouri. We didn't have any set of like photo op, butterfly or any kind of wings. And so I took that as an opportunity to paint some and they took off like wildfire. I've done so many wings, um, mostly in this like butterfly with like little, little, little butterflies um, escaping from the top—it's a—it's very—it's very original, but it's still the same wing concept that most people have seen before. But I very much made it my own. And yeah, you—you're you're not a sorority girl in Springfield if you haven't taken a, a photo with the butterfly wings downtown. I hear they're on <laughs> Tinder a lot. There, it's like it—it it really helped to spread uh, my name here locally uh, very, very quickly through
0: help you spread art. your wings.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so that was how I really got my start because I saw photo op art as an amazing opportunity to for your art to work as a billboard for you. So, painting in the studio or painting in a store only people who go inside your studio or go inside your store or a gallery are gonna see it. But I saw that doing public art and even doing photo op art and, you know, leaving a space for the viewer to insert themselves and take a photo and they and they post it online, I saw that as an amazing opportunity to market myself. And it worked after a couple years of pitching myself to all these different businesses around town. Like, hey, you need wings. Uh, You need this other thing. Like, let's do this. Finally, the tables have turned and now people are more coming to me. And now, right now, I'm booked out for three months. So that was a crash course into how I got my art career started.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Can I just double back a bit to when you said, when you majored in business. Yeah. Um, Did they teach you? Because I think this is what is lacking from when you go to art college, did they actually teach you how to market yourself or is that something you've taught yourself?
1: Uh, no, they didn't. They definitely did not teach you Uh how to market yourself. And I even have thought about maybe going to like the board at the college and be like, Hey, let's integrate a, you know, a a course for artists to, you know, like they teach them, or they, they taught us how to paint really well and like different marketing aspects of how to, you know, work for a business, but they don't teach you, you know, how to start your own with, you know, um, just like all the things like making a website and how how to market yourself online. Like, so social media is huge right now, but no, it, they definitely, I got a really good foundation of just knowing all the different things, but I had to kind of piece it together with art specifically after college.
0: So, so what drew you towards creating murals in particular as opposed to, you know, uh, I don't know, an 8x8 eight eight canvas like perhaps <sighs> a, lot of, a lot of people would? Because I, I actually um, did a mural for my all oh, my kids, that were two, both my kids and my nephew, and um, I absolutely loved it. And I remember standing back and thinking, oh, I can't believe, you know, that I did this. And um, I've always thought that I did really well until I saw yours, and I thought, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you've done i mean i know i've seen your butterfly wings and i was looking at them earlier actually they're amazing and i love that concept but also you've done some incredible like underwater scenes haven't you and that's what i did and when i saw these i thought wow you could literally be under the water looking up they're incredible so so is it just the scale thing that is why you love doing that or, or is it a different reason I think it's a little bit of everything. Even in college, I really gravitated
1: towards really big canvases. Mm. And it's just funny to look back on now. Like, I mean, I could, I just tried to get the biggest canvas that I could. Just, I just like to work big. And then, you know, doing lettering and logos and then just being around all of the muralists and seeing what's possible and how big you can create something. And it's funny too, though, because I really don't think there's that much more of an effort or that that much more time involved rather than creating a big canvas versus a big mural on a wall it's just more paint and bigger brushes <laughs> because murals you're not putting in a whole lot of detail and that's the part that really took me a while to really understand uh, because I would want to go up to the wall and do little bitty brush strokes and like make everything really perfect. But really, if you, if you were to come on a job site with me um, and a lot of artists do, I have a lot of students and all that, that come like job shadow and come work with me. And they're always, they always say the same thing. They're like, wow, you literally put, make an outline of the of the object, and then you put a shadow, and then you put a highlight, and you're done. I'm like, yep. (laughs) And sometimes it's even one brush stroke that's just like, as long as you get the color right, it's just, it's it's there's so much, um, it can go by so fast, and there's so little detail needed. So I think just a combination of all of that. And it looks really cool at the end of it. You have like little me standing next to this big thing, which it makes it very shareable online, which is also advertising. (laughs) And so yeah, just a combination of everything but I will say my first mural was not very good <laughs> I was not good but then after you do it for so many hours and so many you know weeks and even years it just you you'll surprise yourself
2: so where do you get your inspiration from the murals is it driven by what a client asks for is it things you've got in your head
1: yeah, typically it's a mix of all of that. Um, in the beginning, I was really just painting what the client wanted. So those underwater scenes that you saw were in a Bass Pro Shops in Vancouver, Canada, and they it was an underwater bowling alley. And so they, they wanted an underwater scene. But when it comes to exact objects inside the mural, I typically get to pick that. So they don't really mind what kind of fish go in there or what the layout looks like or what kind of boat is you know going on. But um, So I get to pick out all of that, but the general idea usually comes from the client. More and more though, nowadays I'm using a lot brighter colors, uh, maybe some pastel colors, rainbow stuff, and more and more clients that like that kind of a thing, like I just did a giant mural project for a boutique up in iowa and she we very much had like the same style she loves pink she loves glitter which is right up my alley and so we really worked together really well with that i just did another one here in downtown springfield where they basically just said we love your style, create something fun that makes people want to come in our store and take photos with this and post it online. And I said, great, let's do it. So I pitched them a couple ideas and then they took one. And yeah, that's usually how the process starts. Usually people have an idea, maybe, but they want some idea, They want some creativity from me and the artists. So I typically pitch it to them.
0: So I wonder if you still um, paint smaller things as well or if you ever sketch when you're outdoor just for the fun of it rather than for working out a mural.
1: Yeah, so we travel quite a bit. My husband and I have been to all seven continents and so we love to just explore and all that. So when I'm traveling, I can't really take a big canvas with me. So I'll bring a sketchbook and I'll bring smaller canvases. We go up to... New Mexico every year and uh, just like hang out in the in the woods and so there's a lot of time a lot of downtime I I, uh, my husband uses it as a hunting cabin I use it as an artist retreat and I just take small canvases up there and just kind of use the time to paint whatever I want and last year it was I painted these like fun little fruit things on really colorful backgrounds and just had a great time with it so yeah I mix it up but preferably I like to go really big I usually tell people the bigger the better
0: (laughs) yeah and and when you're looking at something so big you know if it's if you do that and then the client doesn't like it (laughs) that would be a real nightmare so how do you how do you go about presenting the concept to the clients before painting on their walls do you first of all do it in a sketchbook for them and and do a smaller scale version yeah, typically I
1: do a mock up in Procreate on the iPad. I think that app is just amazing. <laughs> and it, it's so funny too, because working on the iPad, I can just double tap to undo and I'm like, oh, this is scary fun. <laughs> like, this is too easy. Um, but yeah, usually I'll create either a, a quick sketch. I really don't like to spend a lot of time on the mock-up unless I know that the customer is really picky. And off, often I'll ask them, I'll be like, do you want to see this, you know, full color or can, do you just trust me? And are you, are we able to do just a sketch and I can like explain my vision to you but I really try to feel them out and like are you a picky person because if so we're gonna do a full sketch and it's gonna be full color but if they're not and they know that they're just like yeah do whatever we don't mind like I'll just kind of just almost make it up as I go so I really just get a feel of what the customer and how they are and yes sometimes there's multiple revisions and sometimes there's just we just talk about it and I just go
2: you say you work big all the time, but you were talking about how when you do murals, there's so little to the actual, there's no detail in there. So are you using like massive brushes as opposed to if you're painting a smaller canvas?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. My typical brush is probably about four inches wide. Oh, wow. And I basically use just like a normal brush that you would paint your walls with, like a flat white wall that you would cut in. I just use those, like basically the same thing that the the normal white wall painters Use I, I usually use that wow. as well.
0: So I'm interested to know whether... Because I don't know how you work. I presume you don't work in layers and you just sort of do it bit by bit and work over the whole thing. So with my work, I always go through a stage where and I call it the skanky teenage stage where you know it it just goes through that stage you look at it think oh this is horrible I hate it and it's flat and you know and, and I but I paint in layers so each layer it starts to come to life how is um how does that work with a mural do you get that stage or do you not find that because you do it sort of it's not a layered process
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, you still. Yeah. I, I call it the ugly stage, but yeah, yeah same thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's like there's sometimes where the customer will come in and I'm just like, don't look at it yet. It's not done. <laughs> like, just wait. <laughs> and sometimes, I don't know, it gets a lot easier the more I do them. Um but yeah, typically the, it, the first bit is just blocking in is what I call it. You, you just block block in the mural. And it's just, I use rollers and I use really big brushes to just put in the greens, put in the browns, like they, they were doing a landscape. And then I come in and do the highlights and maybe some shadow area. Uh, but yeah, the first part it just looks like anybody just threw paint on there, and it looks like you're doing it very quickly. Um, I learned uh, one an artist when I was working on a job one time was like, "Hey, if you want to look like you're working really hard, just put a bunch of block in color on there, and they're gonna think that you are just kicking butt." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, it it lo- typically looks way worse, and in the end, it's just it's funny how you put on a, just a quick highlight and you're like man it just all comes to life now
0: yeah it's just those little details isn't it sometimes that can make all the difference
2: (laughs) so does it bother you because you must have people watching you a lot of the time when you're painting I assume especially if it's a public area does that bother you it did at first
1: when I wasn't very confident in my skills because, you know, nobody starts out being really good at murals. <laughs> and my first couple of murals murals, they were okay. They just, but I knew that they weren't living up to what I could possibly do in the future. And a lot of people around me. And so, but it's funny because I would have to kind of calm myself down. Because the viewer, anybody who's not an artist, no matter what you do up there, they, they think that you are making a masterpiece. They're like, that is so cool. Because it's so far beyond what somebody who is not an artist can do. And so that's what I, I always in my head even though it's in an ugly stage or you know even though it doesn't look the best to me right now typically people looking in think that you are just a magic worker but nowadays it doesn't bother me and actually I feel really lucky to paint in public because it's amazing advertising a lot of people come up all throughout the day saying hey that looks great (laughs) hey like oh are, are you an artist like where can I get your website and so I just pass out um a a business card. And so it's just a really, really, really great way to get more business. Almost always, if I'm painting in a high traffic area, like downtown, I'll get like two new businesses a day. Wow. It's, it's, it's a lot. And so it's just so e- it's easy advertising. So I really switched my mindset from, you know, being, you know, not or being a little, um, insecure about my work to now getting a little bit better to now I'm like, this is Awesome, because I get more work from this from just doing my job. That's it. I don't have to, you know, go make any kind of. I don't have to pay for ads. I don't have to do anything like that. I'm just getting more work for just doing work.
0: Do you have people that turn up? And sorry, Tara, just 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 curious to know if you ever have people turning up with a chair and a sandwich (laughs) and a a flask of coffee, just to just because they know you're working and they watch it from start to finish. Do you ever get that? Uh, no, not Sandra's so going to be there as soon as she yeah. can. Yeah, that, that would be me. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: not really. Um, if there's like a business nearby and there are people working, like we, I just did a mural in like a downtown type area. And there's a restaurant nearby and the waitresses would watch most of the day. <laughs> but but that's just because they were working and then they when they would get bored with working they would watch. But really the painting process is kinda boring, you know, like to watch it because it takes so much longer than you would than people have an attention span for. Because nowadays I know people watch fifteen second reels and they're I mean and that's what keeps their attention but nowadays like it's for them to come up
0: and watch me people typically get bored really quick unless i'm talking to them so no. well if it was in this country all you'd need to do is, is lay a hat on the floor and people would just chuck money and when they walk past <laughs>
1: i've thought <laughs> you about should try that, that. Oh, i <laughs> thought about it but then i was like i don't know i feel like a, a beggar i don't know <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm thinking where you are, you must have really good weather because I know if we tried to, especially outdoor murals, it, they would just get rained off and you would never, ever be painting. Is it, is it really good weather where you are?
1: Uh, yes. So uh. Missouri is amazing and I live in the Midwest, the United States. So we get all four seasons um, to the extreme, typically. Like in winter it snows and in the summer it can get up to 100. So there's oh, really wow. only about three or four months out of the year where we can't paint outside. And so then I, it's kind of nice to take a break though, because painting out in the sun, I'm a ginger, so I have to have shade over me at all times, but just painting outside is really exhausting. I love it. There's so much that I love about my job, but it's exhausting. And so once winter hits, I'm like, nope, I will see you guys in the spring. And, but right now I'm just going to do, I do more canvas art in the winter and I do interior murals. So residential bedrooms, nurseries, all that fun stuff gets done in the winter. Uh,
2: I was going to ask if you ever find pro- procrastination to be a problem, but it doesn't sound like you would.
1: Oh, well, <laughs> well it's funny because I am so uh, busy and I'm so, um, or I get things done when I'm doing a mural because when you're on a job site, there's nothing else to do other than, you know, paint while you're there. You might, you're there. You might as well. And I have a new, I have another one the next day, so I've got to get it done. So that, it creates a rush. But when I'm in my studio and I I don't have someone there and people walking by watching me, it's a bit tougher because I'm like, well, I could do laundry or I could send out some emails or I could do anything but paint. Even though I love it, it's sometimes hard to get started when I'm just
0: by myself.
2: I'm, I'm glad to hear you have got that as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not just just us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you ever find that your painting um or your mural just isn't working and it's not turning out how you'd expected? And and if that happens, how do you get over that?
1: Yeah, so not as much anymore, but it really though, in the beginning of everything, I doubt. And when I first, you know, sketch it out and it there it's in the block and stage In that ugly stage, it's just I. There's a piece of doubt in my mind, typically almost all the time. Especially if it's something new, if it's something unfamiliar to me, I'm like, okay, I I trust the process. Maybe it's gonna work out, and it usually always does. But I just spend more time on it. If if something's not working, it's I usually will take a picture of it, and you can. It's so funny how the brain works in that way. Like you can see on a photo what you can't see in real life. Yes, so and true. Yeah. And so that's one way I'll do it. Another way is I'll bring the customer over and say, hey, you, is this working for you? And sometimes they can see what we can't. And they'll be like, no, this is this, that. And I'll be like, oh, that's perfect. I'll show
0: Yeah, because, I mean, when I sell a painting, especially when it's a painting that perhaps I sold 10 years ago, and obviously we evolve, don't we? We grow, we get better. And then every now and then I I come across a painting I did years ago on someone's wall, and inside I'm crying, thinking, oh, just take it off the wall. I don't like it anymore. And that must be an awful feeling if um, it's in the middle of a a street on a a skyscraper (laughs) for the whole (laughs) town to see. So, I mean, presumably you I mean obviously your work is in a lot of places do you ever go past places and think oh I'm really I really don't like that one all the time yeah oh really oh really <laughs> yeah.
1: or yeah I'm, I'll just look at stuff that I did five years ago and I'm like oh okay well <laughs> at least they like it <laughs> yeah it's crazy yeah. how how much better you get even after one girl I mean on what even like a I remember doing, in the beginning especially, a mural, and I would do trees on one end of the wall, and then by the time I got to the other end of the wall, the trees were so much better in just, you know, a day or a few hours. It's it's crazy how, how much you can improve by practicing.
2: Wow. What sort of longevity do they have, then, the murals?
1: Well, I've been doing it for seven years full-time, and... They're all still standing. <laughs> They're all oh, wow. still good. So I usually tell people, like, I think you'll get at least ten years of it looking really great. And then after that it might deteriorate a little bit, especially if it's in the sun or outside. But there's a product. I use a like a modern masters varnish over the top of it that has UV protect it. And that will that will um, protect it against the sun a lot better. If, if you didn't have it on there but using good paint I use a really great exterior latex paint and that it just it, it holds up really really well as long as it's the sun's not down on it and the sun is really what you have to worry about
2: uh, I was just wondering if some brands if they only have these murals done as in it's just for a couple of months and then they're whitewashed which which would be so painful to watch
1: <laughs> um yeah so <laughs> well I've had a couple jobs come at me and they're, well, they're like, Hey, we're going to do a seasonal painting and you're going to be first. And then, but they've never actually changed it. So uh-huh. I'm like, that's happened a couple times with the intention. And then I think people, I think cause there's an expense with it. I mean, my typical mural cost typically starts at $500 and can go up 5,000. That and That's like my general, you know, either a day project or a week project in there. So it's, it's a cost. For these businesses. And I, I paint primarily for business. And so, yeah, typically it's more of an investment. So, you know, typically people will leave it up for a long time. However, window painting, I think window painting is the best way to get an in with any business and get your mural career started. So, if you know anybody's listening that's like, hey, maybe I want to try murals, I highly recommend window painting, especially for the holidays here uh, around where I am. There's like, we do Christmas windows spring windows halloween and all of that people love that stuff, and it's a really quick couple hour job on the windows and then they scrape that off and then i'll come in and do a valentine's day one or whatnot but it's that is a really easy yes for a business because it's typically just a few hundred dollars to get that going and it's festive and people like it and then you come in and do another one and so yeah
0: so you mentioned that you did um, that you work in latex external pa- exterior paints. What about indoors? Are you with, working with acrylics or is it something else?
1: Yeah, so I do interior or exterior latex. So same thing. I will use this a, a bit more of a heavy body, so Nova colors or uh, Jerry's Artarama has a Soho brand that's really good that come in like a smaller jars that are a bit thicker when I want a really saturated color. But in general, I just buy a gallon of paint in red, yellow, and blue, black, and white. I always have those five gallons just hanging out around me because typically (laughs) you can mix just about anything with those, and I'll I'll maybe even get a brown. It depends, but and then I'll use the Nova colors or the the thick, heavy-bodied colors if I want something like a really good purple or a really good orange mixed in. But yeah, yeah, typically, actually, really, I buy all exterior because I do interior and exterior, and that way, when, that, when I have leftover paint from the exterior projects, I can also use interior, but if I have left leftover from the interior, I can't use them on the exterior, so I typically just go all exterior and just kind of around. I actually haven't bought paint in a couple months, because I have so much paint hanging out in my garage, so I just take what's left over from other projects and mix it in and go to the next project.
2: So you mentioned that you've been growing your customer base using video. Can you tell us how you got started with this, and sort of what sort of videos you make and what they do for you? Sure. Yeah, I
1: love video. Just the whole idea of it. I love the editing process, the shooting. I have like a vision in my mind of what I want, and all the things. But it did not start out that way. <laughs> I, well, I well I started out watching Bob Ross. Are you guys familiar with him? Yeah,
0: I love Bob okay, Ross.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like. Yeah, he's the yeah. the iconic canvas mm-hmm. painter, and on video. And I was like, um, so three or four years ago, I just thought, man, I think video is going to be the new thing. I think it's gonna be, you know it's it's going to be the way to communicate online. I think it's just going to be the new thing. So I forced myself to get comfortable on video. I am a very shy person naturally. I grew up when I was a little girl, very shy, like painfully shy, and so I've had to get over that with depths of different things. So when it comes to video, if you see my videos now, you probably won't think I'm that shy on it because I'm very comfortable with it now. But it started out very painful. I remember I would like get very blushed. And at one point, I would even like break out in hives on my neck because I was <laughs> so nervous. It was like it, it just uh, it, it was terrible. But after a couple times of just getting on video, I got a little bit more comfortable with it. I sounded more fluid. And it just got easier. And so I first got on TikTok a while ago, uh, two years ago, probably when TikTok was really new. Are are you guys familiar with TikTok? Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. And grew, was able to grow my following on there because I just had a lot of video that I was practicing on. I would take time-lapse videos of almost all of the paint projects that I would work on, canvas and or murals. So I had just a ton of video. So when I figured out TikTok, I just uploading a bunch and now I'm at like 400,000 followers on TikTok, which is crazy that there's that many eyes watching your art. And then, but all of my experience on TikTok and making short videos, figuring out you know what you know, caught someone's attention, what people like. When Reels came out on Instagram, I was ready because it's the thing. Like that Reels are basically just TikTok made over again. And so that I started uploading all of my videos on Reels. And then grew over 10,000 in just a couple months on Instagram, which is crazy. And so I would say the more eyes on your art, the more dollars, because all you need is that one person just seeing your stuff online or anywhere to hire you for a small project or a big mural. It just takes that one person or that one person to recommend you. So the more eyes you can get on it, the better. And video has been a really big way that I've been able to grow that because when somebody sees a photo, I mean, it's very, it's, it's cute and it's, you know, it's, it's easy, but when somebody sees a video, they can see your mannerisms and, you know, they can see you talking sometimes, they can hear your voice, it's, they can watch you and that, like seeing the finished product, it, it's really impressive, but seeing someone create something in a time-lapse from a blank wall to a finished wall in 10 seconds People will watch that, and with a photo, they might look at it for a couple seconds. With a video, they'll, they're looking at it for, you know, like I said, ten seconds or more. And the algorithms on any platform, the longer you're looking at something, the more it's going to push it out to you know all the other people on the platform because they think your content is good. So, if you can keep somebody's attention with a time lapse, super easy. You don't have to talk at all on the time lapse. Just. know set a camera up when you're painting that's it super super easy and that has been the main tool that I've used to grow my social media following and it's really paid off from print orders to online commissions to brand deals all the things video and just a simple time lapse it's just it's I'm
2: I'm so in love with video Can you give us any tips? Because Sandra and I have just started messing about with reels. We're a bit bit behind the times. <laughs> but can you tell us, like you mentioned time-lapse, and obviously that works really well for you because murals. But say um, an artist like Sandra or I or one of our listeners, what would you suggest for them? If they're just doing normal, you know, canvases or, or working on paper, what would you suggest?
1: Yeah, so um, just to use the time-lapse, really. just like,
2: to... Yeah, go the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just to do that. And I, so for a big tip with that is to have a really well lit area and have it because lighting is so big. So if you can get next to a window that has the natural light, that is the best. There's really no need to go and invest in a lot of lighting. There's no need to invest in a big camera. I use my iPhone on time-lapse mode and right next to Natural lighting, and that's it. <laughs> and so I'll set up the time lapse at like a quarter angle away, to where it's not straight on, so where my back isn't, you know, blocking it. But it's like a slide at an angle, to where you can see you a little bit, but they can mostly see the art. I like to have the art taking up more than fifty percent of the screen. That I think that's a really big thing with people, because really. They're not, they don't really care what your studio looks like. They don't even really care what you look like half the time, to be honest. (laughs) They're just wanting to see you create something amazing that they can't create really quickly. And so filling your screen, the majority of the thing, which really should take a lot off of us because we don't have to get made up. We don't have to, you know, we we don't, we don't have to look any certain way. If you want to just put your hand in it, that's good. (laughs) Like people care about the art, not what you're doing as much. And so, yeah, I would just, and then just edit it down. I usually edit it to about 10 seconds, seven seconds even. And then I'll do a cute little ending, like where I'm showing the painting finished and like maybe I'm more in it and just doing something like, hey, look, look what I created. And then it starts over again. So, very, very quickly.
2: So cool. You're... I like that. But you putting yourself in it as well at the end. Yeah. yeah. That's a Good idea.
0: So, I know that you do a lot of traveling. And you like to travel, but do you always combine that with you painting murals? So will you always travel according to where you've got to paint a mural or do you do it the other way around?
1: So both. <laughs> we've, I mean, we. I am about to go to North Carolina, which is quite a ways away from Missouri yeah. here. And it's, um, yeah, we're about to go to North Carolina to paint some butterfly wings and they're hiring me to do that. And we're flying there and doing that whole bit. And so we'll kind of like do a little like exploring vacation around during that time, but I've also in the beginning done it the opposite way. So we went to Thailand and when I was there, I was, okay, I really want to paint something here just for fun, just for kind of just as, as like a branding tool to just say, Hey, I painted something in Thailand. And so we went, went around, and we actually went and walked along the beach and found a wall and just walked up to this beach bar and was like, Hey, you have a really cool wall right here. Um, I, can I paint a a butterfly mural for you for free and they're like okay and that's all it was (laughs) like okay (laughs) and then other times I was traveling around New Zealand and I pitched it to a school so I emailed a school and said hey I'm gonna be there uh would you like paint for you during one day and they're like they responded right away it was the first pitch that I ever made (laughs) with that and they were like, yes, please come. Okay, great. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. <laughs> so you just got to have to ask. And so sometimes I'll, p- I'll pitch it for money. Sometimes I'll pitch it for a volunteer project and then sometimes I'll get paid to travel there. And like, like last year I went to California and painted uh, more butterfly wings out there um, as like a more paid thing. So they're, so started out me pitching and now they're more coming to me, which is great. <laughs>
2: um you've set up artist academy to teach other artists how to turn their art into a business can you tell us a bit more about that i would love
1: to yeah so this really came about because two two or three years ago i got so many direct messages and emails of artists saying hey we see you're doing this full time how are you doing this or how how do you price your art what kind of materials are you using and so the artist academy is just a response to all the different questions that I got on the regular. (laughs) First, I made a pricing guide, and then I made a materials list. And I was like, well, I think they need some help with motivation. And now, then I made a mural program. That's what we're about ready to do. I have this program called the Mural Master Program. And I teach you exactly how to paint large scale. And we're actually about to have a mural meetup. We do it once a year. So the Artist Academy is completely online. I give a new lesson every week, but once a year or maybe twice a year. I'm trying to do it twice because we have so much fun with it. But we meet in person. And this July, we're going to be doing a mural here in my hometown. We just bought a house. So everybody's going to stay. We're going to do a big hostel type thing and have a big slumber party (laughs) at my house. And we're going, it'll be like 20 different artists. And we're going to paint this 40 foot mural on the side of a barn (laughs) that I was commissioned for. And so, yeah, so I just, I teach how to paint murals and how to create prints and just anything that my students ask of me to, and just really just to help them make money. Um, there's a lot of people who teach how to paint and I do that as well, some, but i more focus on how to make a living doing what you love, how to, how to get more business, how to advertise yourself, how to make videos. I have a full course on how to do, how to create a reel that will hopefully go viral. And yeah, so just a little bit of everything the Artist Academy. Thank you for asking.
0: I think as well, because you said in the very beginning, you said that you did business before you did art. That's actually really paid off for you, hasn't it? Because I think that's one thing that, like Tara said, it, it lacks um, when you go to art school. They don't really teach you that side of things. So... I think it just goes to show how important that side of things is when it comes to, you know, um, turning a hobby into a career. And on that note, do you have any tips that you can offer artists who want to turn their hobby into a career who don't have a business background?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I oddly love the business side of things. I mm. love figuring out what's going to make someone buy. And my my biggest tip is a, a professor gave this one of these to me when I was in college. Paint every single and I know that's not a big business tip, but my business part of that as well is to share it every single day. So, a lot of people, you know, they don't make time for painting, especially in the beginning. You have a full time job and you have a family and you have so much going on and it's so hard to make yourself paint. Just really amazing things will happen for you in the beginning, especially if you just you now commit at least 30 minutes a day to painting and or even an hour if you could and also sharing your progress even if it's you put a little bit more of a highlight on something uh, share it on your social media share it with friends put it on a website just put it out there because if you keep your dreams all bottled up and wishing but you don't put it out there it's never going to happen but we, i just it's it's amazing what will happen when we start putting stuff out there and for so many years in the beginning I even in college, I was like, I, you know, I want to do this. I don't know how and I just wasn't doing it. And I wasn't sharing it. But once I started sharing what I was doing, and people start to notice, and then you start to build that following and people start asking. Things. So sharing your stuff, whether it's in the form of a photo or a video, or all of the above, at least once a day, magical. happen.
2: Do you think as well that Say say you're someone like Sandra who takes it takes quite a while to do one of her paintings. Would you say then just share a bit of what you've done? Yes, yeah, and you but you could share the same painting for like a week or two weeks or whatever. Yeah,
1: because and really, I there's a couple artists that I follow online as examples of that. There's one artist, uh, Sophie Green. She I I went and looked on her profile one time, and she has she shared the same tiger painting like over and over and over again and every single time I liked it every single time I saw it I was like man she painted the ear today oh my gosh she's working <laughs> on the mouth today like I just I just didn't get tired of seeing it and because we all even I I'm like okay
0: are people sick of this yet <laughs> like, that's, but that's, yeah. that's so true and and I I know Tara why you've asked that because I've said to you so many times haven't I I've said yeah oh you know we've spoken about this do you if you're going to share something every day, do your followers just get bored thinking, oh, not this again. Do you know what I mean? So that's that's really interesting that you've said that. But.
1: Well, really, you could switch it up. You could almost share almost the exact same photo in a different yeah. way or yeah. maybe a zoomed in photo, but put a different caption on it. Say, you know, just talk about your painting process and maybe talk about how you were so busy today and you only had time to paint for an hour, but you you made time for that. And that's mm. inspiring to a lot of people. Just saying, just sharing your struggle, sharing your accomplishments, Saying, "I felt really good today painting this. I'm so proud of the way I painted this nose on this tiger." Just, just you know, in the caption, say what you're thinking, and because people love, like, from the outside looking in, we're like, "Oh my gosh, that person is so put together, and she never has any problems at all." Like, I, but even sharing how you're excited about how you did something, they're like, "Oh, that's cool that she still gets excited, or that's cool that she you know still struggles with this. Maybe she could help me with this." Just switch up the caption. go Cool.
2: Um, where can our listeners find out more about you?
1: Yeah. So you can go. To, I am art by Andrea Earhart on everything, Instagram, TikTok, all the things. And if you just type in art by Andrea E., I will pop up. My last name's Earhart. It's kind of funny to spell. But if you just type in art by Andrea E., I will pop up.
0: I, I'm looking at it right now, actually. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm just watching. I mean, I'm very interested in what you're saying, obviously. But I'm just looking at one of your videos where you're doing all this lovely, gorgeous writing on a wall for a Mexican oh. villa, and it's a fa- it's fantastic time lapse. It's amazing really good so well worth worth, um looking at your Instagram page anyone who um is interested in what Andrea said today it's such a good page and I've just followed you as well so you have a new follower (laughs) I will follow you back thank you so (laughs) much oh you don't have to follow me (laughs) oh I will (laughs) (laughs) oh it's so lovely to talk to you thank you so so much yeah it was so great to talk to you guys you have such
1: such great voices that are so soft and welcoming too so it made me feel so <laughs> comfortable too like. thank you yeah. so much for this opportunity
0: you too take care then bye 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 thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoyed the episode and if you did perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on itunes